This is the message from Connection Community Church for this Holy Thursday, March 28th. Jesus abandoned. Let us pray. Merciful Father, today we remember the cross. We recognize that while our Lord is high and lifted up in all the heavens, he was also lifted high upon a cross. And that while you continue to pour out your love to us each and every day, on that day, Jesus was literally poured out for us. This after walking a life of perfect submission and obedience for the purpose of redeeming a rebellious and disobedient people. We remember, Lord. We remember.
to see you Darkness, when darkness sees. 
the storm. He is Lord, Lord of On the first day of the Festival of Unleavened Bread, when it was customary to sacrifice the Passover lamb, Jesus' disciples asked him, Where do you want us to go and make preparations for you to eat the Passover? So he sent two of his disciples, telling them, Go into the city, and a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him. Say to the owner of the house he enters, The teacher asks, Where is my guest room? Where may I eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, furnished and ready. Make preparations for us there. The disciples left, went into the city, and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared the Passover. When evening came, Jesus arrived with the twelve. While they were reclining at the table eating, he said, Truly I tell you, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. They were saddened, and one by one they said to him, Surely you don't mean me. It is one of the twelve, he replied, one who dips bread into the bowl with me. The Son of Man will go just as it is written about him. But woe to that man who betrays the Son of Man. It would be better for him if he had not been born. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body. And then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank from it. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many, he said to them. Truly I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. Abandoned. How Jesus must have felt. Even as he was sharing his last meal, the Passover meal, with his disciples, knowing what was ahead, knowing that one, that he was the one that he was sharing the meal with, would betray him. Abandoned. Jesus didn't want the disciples to feel that he was abandoning them. And so he gave new meaning to the meal that they had been sharing annually all of their lives. Jesus put new words to the ancient ritual of the Passover meal 
in order to leave the disciples with something very real, very physical, when he no longer would physically be there. Jesus did not want them to feel abandoned, even though he would be abandoned by each and every one of them later that evening. And so we share in this meal together this evening. But before we do, let's take a moment to consider the things that we've done that put distance between us to consider how we abandon Jesus in our day-to-day lives. Let us take a moment for a prayer of confession when we talk with Jesus about how we have separated from him. I'll open the prayer and then you can individually pray to the Lord yourselves. Let us pray. O most holy God, we come before you. You call us here while we're yet sinners. You invite us to this table. Before we come, we want to just uh, share and talk and come clean with those things that have separated us from you, those things that we've allowed to come between us, that sin in our life that keeps us from fully realizing everything that you have in store. Please hear our prayers. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Amen. On the night that Jesus was sharing this last meal with his disciples, he took bread and gave thanks to you. And then he broke the bread and he gave it to his disciples saying, take, eat, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After the supper was over, he took the cup and he gave thanks to you. And then he gave it to his disciples, saying, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant that has been poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Holy Spirit, bless this gift this bread and this juice, a means of grace and opening to your love. God, use this as a reminder of how much you love us, that you were willing to sacrifice your very life, your blood poured out for us. Thank you for loving the world so much that you came to redeem All, all. And so we thank you for this gift. 
We thank you for Jesus. And we pray this in his name and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And everybody gathered said, Amen. Amen. This evening, what a wonderful opportunity we have to join together and receive this meal that God has given to us. God is the host. You're invited to come with outstretched arms and receive a piece of bread representing the body of Christ. Dip it in the cup that represents the blood of Christ. You're welcome to spend time on the steps in prayer. You're also welcome if there's something that's weighing you down tonight to go in the back, and there are prayer warriors in the back ready to pray with you. These are the gifts of God for the people of God. Come as the Holy Spirit leads you.
After they shared their final meal together, they sang a hymn and went to the Mount of Olives. Jesus shared with the disciples that they would all fall away from him. Peter said that if all the others fell away, he would not. I tell you the truth, Jesus answered, today, yes, tonight, before the rooster crows twice, you yourself will disown me three times. But Peter insisted emphatically, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the others said the same. They went to a place called Gethsemane. Jesus told the disciples to wait while he prayed as he took Peter, James, and John with him. His soul was overwhelmed, and he was greatly troubled. He asked them to stay and keep watch while he went a little further to pray. He prayed that God would take this cup from him if possible, but if not, that God's will would be done. He returned to find the three asleep, and he asked Peter if he couldn't stay awake for just one hour so as not to fall into temptation. Jesus said, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away again to pray, and when he returned, he again found them sleeping. They didn't know what to say. He went to pray again, and when he returned, he said, are you still sleeping and resting? Enough! 
the hour has come. Look, the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. I am James. And I'm John. We are the sons of Zebedee. Jesus used to call us the sons of thunder. Ah, sons of thunder. I'm not feeling very thunderous, all right. Me neither. It was Peter and James and me. We were his go-to guys. He took us places he took no one else. He trusted us. He counted on us. He looked to us for friendship and for understanding and for support. It was after that last supper. He took us to the garden, Gethsemane, to pray. And boy, did he pray that night. All he wanted, all he needed from us during his time of need was to be there with him in his last hours of freedom. We let him down. Not once, not twice, but three times. Three times he went away to pray, and each time he returned, he found us sleeping. All three of us. I can't imagine how he must have felt when not one of us would stay awake with him. Abandoned. That's it. I'm sure he felt abandoned because really that's what we did. We abandoned him when he needed us most in his hour of need. Abandoned. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him and lead him away under guard. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Rabbi, and kissed him. The men seized Jesus and arrested him. Then one of those standing near drew his sword and struck the, struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Am I leading a rebellion, said Jesus, that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I was with you, teaching in the temple courts, and you did not arrest me. But the scriptures must be fulfilled. And then everyone deserted him and fled. Of all the guys that abandoned him that night, I was the worst. Not only did I abandon him, but I betrayed him. And I betrayed him with a kiss. A kiss. How ironic is that? A kiss. A kiss of death. Three years together, and I turned him in. And for what? For what? Thirty pieces of silver. Thirty stinking pieces of silver. For his life. And he knew. He knew. He knew it was me at dinner. He knew. He took on the role of the servant. He washed our feet at dinner. He even washed my feet, even though he knew what I was going to do. He washed my feet. He loved me. And I turned him in. 
I betrayed him. I abandoned him that night. I don't think I can live with what I've done. They took Jesus to the high priest and all the chief priests, the elders and the teachers of the law, they all came together. Peter followed him at a distance, right into the courtyard of the high priest. There he sat with the guards and warmed himself at the fire. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for evidence against Jesus so that they could put him to death, but they did not find any. Many testified falsely against him, but their statements did not agree. Then some stood up and gave this false testimony against him. We heard him say, I will destroy this temple made with human hands, and in three days will build another, not made with hands. Yet, even then, their testimony did not agree. Then the high priest stood up before them and asked Jesus, Are you not going to answer? What is this testimony that these men are bringing against you? But Jesus remained silent and gave no answer. Again, the high priest asked him, Are you the Messiah, the Son of the Blessed One? I am, said Jesus. And you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. The high priest tore his clothes. Why do we need any more witnesses, he asked. You have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? They all condemned him as worthy of death. Then some began to spit at him. They blindfolded him, struck him with their fists, and said, Prophesy! And the guards took him and beat him. While Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came by. When she saw Peter warming himself, she looked closely at him. You also were with that Nazarene Jesus, she said, but he denied it. I don't know or understand what you're talking about, he said, and went out into the entryway. When the servant girl saw him there, she said again to those standing around, this fellow is one of them. Again, he denied it. After a little while, those standing near said to Peter, Surely you are one of them, for you are a Galilean. He began to call down curses, and he swore to them, I don't know this man you're talking about. Immediately, the rooster crowed the second time. Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows twice, you will disown me three times. And he broke down and wept. He told me I'd do it. He told me. 
just after supper, our last supper together, he told me. He was telling all of us how we would fall away from him. And me, overly sure of himself, me, I told him that no matter what, even if everybody else fell away, I wouldn't. I told him that no matter what, I would follow. I told him I was ready. I was ready to go to prison with him. I was ready to die with him, if that's what it took. But when the time came, when the rubber hit the road, when push came to shove, I choked. I wimped out. I abandoned him. I abandoned him in his hour of greatest need in the, court, in the courtyard. Just like he said, before the rooster crows three times or twice, you will deny me three times. And three times I denied him, denied even knowing him. And then the rooster crowed. And I looked up, and he was looking right at me from that room in the high priest's house, looking right at me as if to say, you abandoned me just like I knew you would. Early in the morning, all the chief priests and elders of the people made their plans how to have Jesus executed. So they bound him, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate, the governor. When Judas, who had betrayed him, saw that Jesus was condemned, he was seized with remorse and returned the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders. I have sinned, he said, for I have betrayed innocent blood. What is that to us, they replied. That's your responsibility. So Judas threw the money into the temple and left. And then he went away and hanged himself. Meanwhile, Jesus stood before Pilate, the governor. And the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Yes. It is as you say, Jesus said. When the chief priests and elders accused him of many things, he remained silent to the amazement of Pilate. There we stood, a whole crowd of us, waiting to see, waiting to hear, just waiting to know. You see, it was a part of the custom of the Passover festival that the governor Pilate would release a prisoner that, that we, the crowd, would choose. And when Pilate came before us and asked, Barabbas or Jesus, who they call the Christ, we shouted, Barabbas. You know, I found myself shouting along with the crowd. Even the religious leaders there were encouraging us to shout Barabbas. Well, then what should I do with Jesus, who is the Christ? 
asked Pilate. Crucify! 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 Why? For what has this man done? asked Pilate. And we shouted even louder, Crucify him! You know, that day in the crowd, I had nothing against this gentle, good man of God. But that day, I abandoned him. Not only did I abandon him, but I crucified him too. The soldiers led Jesus away into the palace, that is, to the praetorium, and called together the whole company of soldiers. They put a purple robe on him, then twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on him. And they began to call out to him, Hail, King of the Jews! Again and again they struck him on the head with a staff and spit on him. Falling on their knees, they paid homage to him. And when they mocked him, they took off the purple robe and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him out to crucify him. They brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull, along with two other criminals. And they crucified him along with the other two, one on his right, one on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. They divided his clothes up by casting lots. It was the third hour, or 9 a.m., the people watching and the rulers sneering at him, they said, he saved others, let him save himself if he's the Christ of God, the chosen one. Above his head, they placed the written charge against him, the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence? We are punished justly for we are getting what our deeds deserve, but this man has done nothing wrong. And then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered him, truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. At the sixth hour, noon, darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour, or three o'clock p.m. At that time, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When Jesus cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. There we hung on our crosses, Jesus, the other criminal, and me. 
I never felt so abandoned before, waiting there to die. I know Jesus felt the same way. I mean, all those people making fun of him, mocking him. Even the other guy on the cross, he said, hey, you're the Christ, the anointed one. Save yourself and save us. He didn't get it. He didn't understand. I said, hey, aren't you afraid of God? We're under the same sentence. We're being punished justly for our deeds, getting what we deserve. But this guy, Jesus, he didn't do anything wrong. I guess the other guy understood because he said, Jesus, remember me when you enter into your kingdom. And Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. Today you'll be with me in paradise. This guy mocked him, and Jesus offered him salvation. That's some kind of unbelievable love to be able to reach out like that when you're all alone waiting to die. That wasn't the worst. The worst was near the end. When Jesus cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Can you imagine the son of God feeling that abandoned by his father? I've never heard anything more pain-filled in my life. And then he cried out one more time, and that was it. It was finished. And for just that moment, I felt abandoned too. At that moment, Jesus gave up his spirit. The curtain in the temple that separated the most holy place of God from the people was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rocks split. When the centurion standing in front of him heard his last cry and saw how he died, he said, surely this man was the son of God. Some women were watching in a, from a distance, including Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of James and John, the sons of Zebedee. In Galilee, these women had followed Jesus and cared for his needs. Many other women from Jerusalem were there also. It was the day before the Sabbath, so as evening approached, a prominent member of the council, Joseph of Arimathea, a believer, went boldly to Pilate and asked, for Jesus' body. After checking with the centurion that Jesus was dead, he released the body to Joseph, who brought linen cloth, took down the body, and placed it in a new tomb cut out of rock. He then rolled a stone against the entrance of the tomb and went away. Crucified, my Lord. 
my Lord Oh, sometimes it causes me to tremble, tremble, tremble. Were you there when they crucified my Lord? Were you tree were you there when they nailed him to the tree oh, 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 oh. sometimes it causes me to tremble Tremble, tremble. Were you there when they nailed him to the tree? Were you there when they laid him in the tomb? Were you to tremble, tremble, tremble. Were you there when they laid him in the tomb? Were you there when they crucified my Lord were you to tremble, tremble, tremble. Were you there when they crucified my Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692.
connection community church, connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers. Thank you.